0: A listener Production.
1: Okay, here we go. He is ice-cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Let him go. Oh, oh he the headgear off him. This is unbelievable, rugby Today, it kicks off a huge, huge edition of Footy Talk. <laughs> I, Anna...
0: I, I listen. And keep your hands off Jaden Campbell. I know what's happening. Oh, we're gonna right, go don't there try today. to shop no, no don't try to shop him around. He's staying, he's a titan for life. Yeah, he might be, but yeah, maybe like, not. Uh we'll talk about yeah. that. Greg
1: Inglis he's joins the the show. From another mother. The Dolphins, are they the real deal? We'll talk about player managers. This is the Footy Talk Podcast, Dobbo and Gordy on a Wednesday. It's Wednesday, Gordon Tallison dobbo with you on Footy Talk, a listener podcast. Gordy, let's start with the NRL grand final. It's now looking like the MCG have put their hand up. Melbourne have claimed, well, we've got an extra 34,000 seats. We can take the grand final and the NRL, they like it because it gives dollars. Yeah, I'm with you on this. No. Yeah, I don't like this at all. No, 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 no. Let's get some clarity around it because at this moment, Every single time there's it's a government got to go incident. to
0: a stadium built for rugby league. Not right? a circular stadium. Not a circular stadium because it's not a great spectacle. Yes, you know, you'd get those people there. Yes, all the NRL fans would go. But basically, still the crowd would be 70% NRL fans, you know, New South Wales, Queensland sure. and rugby league rusted on diehard fans. So to make them go there and not... Really enjoy the contest because it's so far away. Um, I love the SCG. I love that I played at the SCG. I've played at the MCG. i played at the Wacker. I've played at Adelaide Oval. I've played at all the great cricket grounds, and it's great for a player to play there. It's horrible for the fans. If you go ask a fan seriously, you know, it's good to know that the great grand finals and Proven and Raper and, you know, Clive Churchill and Sattler and all those guys played at the SCG, but it's not great viewing. And even when the Roosters were playing it, they had a great great success rate there. I don't think that they lost or they might have only lost a couple of games at the SCG. They still weren't filling the place.
1: Yeah. What I'd say about it is that Melbourne, bar this one year of COVID when it came to the Gabba and then the following year, so they would never, ever go away from the MCG for their grand final. So what I don't understand is Despite the money and I understand the cash grab and I understand the NRL's appetite to get more money but in for
0: it. we do that. We do that with Origin. We do that with Test yeah, matches. So we do that d- let's not do with it. The NRL Let's games. not do it
1: with the grand final. Let's I not do it with our showpiece. you know what?
0: For me, and I loved when it came to Queensland, like I really did. Yeah. But for me as a Bronco, for me as a St. As a George person, for me as a little kid in Townsville, the Grand Finals always been in Sydney. Yeah. The Melbourne Cup's always run in Melbourne. The Everest is always going to be run in Sydney. Sydney. Right. It's not the car. Race. Don't it's, bastardize it's not the Grand Prix. It. Yeah, you know, like, it's not the Australian it. Grand Prix. Yep. So I like it in Sydney. I like I like that it was at one ground. I'd like it to be I don't care if it goes back to that new stadium. What is it, Alliance?
1: Yeah, but I think As a core stadium. I think Alliance. Alliance.
0: Alliance.
1: I think a core stadium is where, you know, to me now. Bring that in. It used to be at the SCG, then it went to the SFS. And then That was my yeah, favourite yeah, grand final. When it was at the SFS, I remember that. But then it went to a core cool stadium and, well, it was Homebush Stadium so at one you, stage or Telstra Stadium, whatever. A, yeah.
0: like my, I played there the first year, I think, when the Olympics. So 2000, yeah. I won a grand final in front of yeah. like a, nearly 100 or maybe even there was a 100,000 yeah. people. eight thousand or something. Yeah, it? 107, 900, yeah, yeah, something like that. But. My favourite grand finals were at where the heroes, where Mel Meninga played, where, yeah. you know, where the great Steve Jackson scored that try. I think that's... I can't that's, believe we're in grants on this. It's that's probably the stadium that I would... And, you know, if it's 60000 that's it. Yeah. Like, it's a premium. So whatever it is to have the, you know, and then I get it and it's priced. But one game, the AFL, I think, is what, $400 a ticket or something? Is up it? the rate. Yeah, up the rate. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, people go to watch Ed Sheeran, that's 250 or something. Yeah, I agree with you. You know? I agree with you. And that's flights and everything. So, grand final, even Allianz.
1: Yep. Let's talk about the Titans and um, Jaden Campbell, this situation with him. How dare um,
0: you? Don't no, even bring him up. No, I'm going to... Get his name out your mouth.
1: No. I can't believe that we're having this discussion. But Jaden Campbell is contracted to the Gold Coast Titans. He's playing fullback there this week because... Uh, A.J. Brimson's Brimson, injured.
0: He's a weeks. 14,
1: potentially a one, but he's part of the Titans and he his roots are with, they debuted him, they developed him. That's where his dad started. His dad started. We know what Preston, uh, you know, we actually know
0: the importance. There's a bit of romance about Jaden Campbell playing for the Gold Coast. And I know that. Well, there's you know, a big Trigger
1: so- article. Travis Mayne and Brent Reid have written yeah. an article today in, in the career. What would would know? Well, they are all doing work and Parramatta have joined the chase for him and there's a trigger clause in his contract that says, Campbell is contracted to the Titans until the end of 24. However, a clause will allow him to negotiate with rival clubs if he hits a minimum game benchmark this season. So,
0: A minimum game?
1: Yeah, so if he doesn't play... Uh, that's so, just
0: his manager playing games. What I, that's what I would suggest, right? Yeah. I think that knowing him, knowing the family ties, knowing the Gold Coast, knowing the area, I think it suits him. Yep. I think it suited Preston Campbell, one of those guys that is closer to country, like a little bit more relaxed. So um, hopefully, hopefully that there's no truth to it, right? And the Gold Coast keep him because I think he's the fullback long term. I really like the way he played. And when it's fullbacks, do you know who I go to? Who? The great Billy Slater. And what does he think? Thinks he's an outstanding player. Thinks he's a great player. Where I think well, put Brimson? He where do put Brimson there? About, I think Brimson can go into the centres. Yep. I think Brimson is one of those guys that is like a like a Sean Berrigan type of player yep. where they're a jack-of-all-trades because yep. he's robust and I think he can play sort of everywhere. And then I think that he could play in the centres.
1: Well, I don't know. I understand they brought four in there. But when Canberra had the Jack White and Fiasco and he was a fullback and they moved him to 5'8", and then they moved him back to fullback and then he came finally back and he, he started I think Brimson's very much the same as that. I know you've got four in there, but… You've got a really good half in Tanner Boyd, and you've got you know Sexton as well. But Brimson, to me, long term, could be a 5'8". eight, and, and if but there Absolutely. has to be you have like to persist that, with him. He it. can like, go
0: into other positions, yeah. Like so, and I think Campbell, like then at the Cowboys on the weekend when they were struggling, he come on. Yeah, he looked like a live wire. He was the only guy yeah. that was doing something. So it'd be a shame if if he goes to another club. But I get it if you're playing fourteen and you're not the number one, and you want and to play And you've got first a trigger to...
1: clause for a minimum amount of games. Go- I've never heard of that trigger clause, but it's there. So, you know, there's an opportunity. If he doesn't play enough games, it's sort of almost in some ways holding the Titans at ransom. So no, they've it's got not. to play. No, 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 no,
0: no, no, no. You don't get it. That trigger is if I'm not playing good enough and I'm in reserve grade. That's not a trigger if you're playing good. Well, that's true. Right? So that's yeah. a trigger. So you know how you call it a trigger? That's a trigger pointed at you. Well, that's true. So that trigger – so that's why it's in the paper. So if he's not playing – yeah, he goes. Does that up. make sense? Yeah, it it's makes not sense. Like then yeah. He's not Nico Hines well, it just playing any trigger. It. Is it depends he's how going you look at
1: top. it. It depends how you look at it.
0: No, you look at it that if you're not playing first grade,
1: yeah, you can go that, somewhere else and play first grade.
0: That you're not playing good enough to be in a top or seven. Or you've in, got a better f-
1: player ahead of you. Like, you, right. know, you know, so there you go. you've got to get opportunities. But,
0: but I think he's good enough. And I know that the Titans would be sad to let him go. Yeah, it'd be sad if they lost someone of him.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. We're gonna take a break. Uh, this is the Are you on the Titans
0: bandwagon this week? No.
1: Uh, this is the Footy Talk podcast. They've got to buy. Yes, I am.
0: (laughs) Go you Titans, go this week.
1: (laughs) We'll take a break. Greg Inglis joining us after this break. This is Footy Talk, a listener podcast. Welcome back to Footy Talk, a listener podcast. It's our great pleasure to introduce Greg Inglis. He's self appointed managing director, but he is the founder of the GoAdder Academy. Hello, GI. How are you, mate?
2: Hey, boys. How are you? I'm going really well, actually, going really well.
0: Hey, mate, can you tell us what the GoAdder Academy does?
2: Yeah, so the GoAdder Academy is talking about preventative mental health and getting an understanding of you know how to deal with tough times, how to look for signs, whether it be within themselves or You know, one of their friends that's
1: struggling with it. So I just go around to businesses, schools, all across Australia to deliver it. It's unbelievable what he's done. You know, the organisation, it runs a preventative mental health educational school programs. And these school kids, they are loving it. Community clinics and GI, you've been all across Australia. And it's just been embraced in the short amount of time that the Goanna Academy has been about.
2: Yeah, short amount of time and it's massive growth. We've signed off on 35 schools wow. for next year, so that will take us to 42 schools. And you know, there's only one Galena, so I had to bring um some other some other people on board who is well respected not only on the footy field but in the communities as well. Well, that's the big thing. Yeah. Some who new ambassadors,
1: me, new ambassadors being announced today. Who are they, GI?
2: Yeah, so new ambassadors. So we, I went out and got an NRLW star in Kennedy-Sherrington. um. So I approached her first and she really loves the work, and you know, Katie Walker and Latrell Mitchell. So, you know, I've got them on board now, and they'll free up a bit of my time. And, you know, like I just said, they're well-respected, not only on the footy field, but in the community and within this space too. All three of them got really, you know, strong opinions about this space, and you know, I've just been watching them closely over the past year, and i like what they see, and I think they would
1: be a good addition to go Aaron academy. Gordie and G.I., both of you proud Indigenous men, just how important, i ask you, Gordon, to hear that Luttrell, Cody Walker, Greg Inglis, like these um, unbelievable ambassadors in, in the modern game are now just giving so much back.
0: Well, I go back to the Indigenous All-Stars and watch what Greg and the boys and J.T. and everybody that was in that team, what it – what it meant to the young kids when they come in. And everybody thought it was about the game, but it's about the community and making sure that all those kids know that there's a pathway. And it wasn't just about rugby league. It was education. It was eat well, play well, stay well. There was all these different programs. And, you know, if I'm a young kid and I go back to when Gene Miles came to my school, but if Greg Inglis and Cody Walker and Latrell, if they came to my school and showed a bit of interest, it might turn a kid around to make sure that they stay in school, finish, and if they've got any problems and, you know, they can talk to these guys about it. It can only be a tick. It's a massive tick. Yeah. G.I. I need the uh, Guana they, Academy in my house, yeah, actually. Yeah. G.I.,
1: when you approach approached these, uh, the three of them and, and amazing ambassadors, I mean, I can only imagine they were absolutely honoured to be asked. Yeah,
2: they, well, when I did approach them, you know, you are always got to jump through the hoops of the NRL. And so it took a bit of timing. But, look, in the end of the day, they're on board and, you know, I couldn't be any more happier. you know, especially with those three. I'm um, coming on board because we need to have a female representative. So when I go do talks and there are female presents, well, then they can chat to it, chat to Kennedy about it. Yeah, and, sure. and how is, uh, and how is Greg Inglis more... in
0: retirement or semi-retirement? Because it sounds like that you're busy and you're expanding <laughs> the Goanna Academy, but how are you in retirement?
2: This is, again, what I share. I'll share the struggles that I went through when I retired. Um, and I really opened up the floor. It's you know, it's raw, it's me open, there's nothing, you know, hidden away. So I'm up there telling the real reading list instead of what they saw in the public eye. So it's it is um, confronting sometimes, but having the right support around me helps a lot, Gordy. You know, just I am busier. <laughs> I don't know about you, when
0: you retired, you thought you could just hang up the boots and retire? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Far from it. Far from it. Exactly. I mean, and that's a, you know, Cathy Freeman summed it up, you know, that you retire twice as an athlete because you retire there and, and then you got to get back into the real world, which yeah. can sometimes, sometimes be dawning. So, well done, Greg. Good luck, mate. Thanks,
2: boys.
1: Hey, thanks, thanks G. I appreciate your time the, this morning and uh, huge Huge announcement. The Goanna Academy um, announcing three new ambassadors. Uh, the preventative health, me- mental health programs are unbelievable. 42 schools he's now in. Like, yeah, awesome.
0: Well, you don't realise. And, and and just with that space, you know, just uh, you don't know. Like, that's no. the thing. Yeah? I mean, like, you see if someone's got a cut on their leg, they've got a Band-Aid or they got a limp. You can see all those things. But, you know, this space is fast-moving and the more we can learn about it and help out anybody... I'm it's real. a benefit to society.
1: 1812 Dolphins proved that they were the real deal, even though they were beaten by the Broncos on Friday night. It was a spectacle. They take on the Dragons. They're, they're the outsiders again against the Dragons. But Dragons will win this. Part of me thinks that as well because of
0: the bounce back. But the, I want to focus on the Dolphins a bit. Listen, Are listen, they listen, the real listen, deal? Man, Are they better no, than we thought? No, look, they beat the Roosters. Yeah. The Raiders, you would have given them a chance. You know, yeah. Raiders and Knights, you would have given them a chance. Brisbane, so so the games that yeah you know, yeah maybe the Roosters was a shock for me, the others not really a shock. No, the big test is coming now, so you know how everybody yeah. goes oh you know the Dolphins. No, the got the storm. Head. They got the. Do cows. you know who was in whose head? The Broncos were in their head. Broncos didn't really play that good. No, they didn't. And if Broncos scored a couple of tries, it could have been thirty. Well, Arthur's ran
1: away from Ma'am, and that would have sealed the match in the second half. He went yeah. to the he went to the left, oh, and he had
0: it. and Brisbane left so many opportunities. Cobo had there. the ball knocked out by Mark Nicholson. I don't think the Dolphins left too many opportunities. Yeah. Um, and they've will scrap that. over a bone though. Absolutely, that's that's what I said, and I've said since day one they're going to be super competitive. And when everybody asks what is Wayne Bennett like as a coach, that's it. Even those superstar Broncos teams, that's exactly our game plan. Yeah. That is it. He hasn't changed. The superstars end up getting the points. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And that's, so um, they're going to be really tough again, but without, you know, like they lost um, O'Sullivan.
1: Yeah, he's gone. But Katawa
0: comes back in. They yeah. get Jeremy
1: Marshall King back. And, look, Jack Bostock, he's a a St. George junior.
0: I just know that that game meant more to the Dolphins than it did the Broncos. No. So so getting back up after that, I don't care what anybody says, 52,000, the whole talk, a lot of those players haven't had that happen to them before. No. What about the bounce back for
1: St. George this week? Is that what you're predicting? They have to come back because they were humbled by Cronulla so badly. Yeah, I
0: thought they were really good against Brisbane, and they were really good in the first half. They were really good for 70 minutes again, Brisbane, and it was 40 minutes on the weekend. They got to play for 80. If they get 80 minutes out, they're a pretty good footy side. I just yeah. they just got to fix off the field the dragons. Yeah. yeah.
1: You you're obviously tipping the dragons. Can I talk about that? our great mate who's part of Triple M and the Triple M family and the Footy Talk family, uh, Aaron Woods, is he's gone to Manly. And look, I mean, you know, there's nothing
0: manly yeah, I know. about playing I'm for Manly.
1: manly. <laughs> I I wish them good luck. <laughs> But I can't support him. I can't support him because I, we all. If unless you're a manly supporter, you don't like manly. That's just the way it is. Um, they're not no, even anybody's second him. team. They're not anybody's second team. But it wasn't the same mid-season. But you sat out a season and you you made that switch from a club. And I've always wondered just how difficult that was for you when it you left St George Richard. to come to Brisbane.
0: Well, I'm different for Woodsy. this is Woodsy's third club. Yeah, is it third? Yeah, well, he played. Uh, he played so he's been So he went to the Dogs, didn't he? As well. Yeah. Like, dogs, so he's, he's had a yeah, few. West Tigers, dogs. dogs, Cronulla, Cronulla, St George, right. now oh, God, God, he's been mate, in more clubs than Greg Norman's putter. <laughs> That's how many clubs he's hung around. But look, um, it's difficult because he's at you know the twilight of his career. Sure. And, you know, he's playing for his future, and like, you know, it's whether his body holds up. But I, I um, for me, it was strange because that was the club that gave me my first opportunity that was and then i was going to play in another competition i wasn't going to play against the dragons i was going to play in super league for brisbane against the super league clubs and the dragons were staying in the arl so but you know letting down my teammates like you know brownie and corny and barnhill and all those guys the chalk you know they're the guys that you know i felt really bad but it's a business these days and and then, the further i get away from the game uh, the more business it is because of the managers like no one had a manager in my day clipping a ticket that's the that's the thing mate there's all these so called bus drivers which are the managers they keep on chopping them around so they get paid that's all they do our game would be better without managers
1: yeah but how i mean you can't expect players to negotiate on their own some do yeah, but they, the players that do, they get screwed over. Generally, as a rule, Well, generally as a rule, you, you, you need somebody to need somebody You've just got to know your them.
0: worth. Or let me tell you something. So let's unpack this,
1: right? Gordon, you can't expect a player who's a professional okay. athlete who's at a club to go and ring five other clubs to negotiate okay, on things. his behalf. Okay. How
0: long is that phone call from a manager? No question. You could so, pay, so a, so you can two pay hours? a consultant. Two yeah. hours to get them to go back yep. and forth. Yep. So what's that? 200 bucks an hour? Be highly paid, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hey, huh? in your world, yes. Well, pay him a thousand bucks to do the deal. Oh, well, that might be the
1: way to go. You pay a, a consultant to come in and, and just represent your contract negotiations, and pay him a flat fee. Maybe that is the way to go. But you can't expect the players to do that. That that that. I'm, I mean, times are changing, and the money in the game now is a lot different to the money when you. Well, I playing. would
0: love. Here we go. That's what I'd be doing. Why would you pay them your footy money when they don't break a bone? Why would you pay them footy money when they don't do anything? paying for all the endorsements, the ones that actually got to go out there and work and get you. That's how you'd be paying them. And pay them a percentage of that. That's exactly what I would do. Yeah. And believe it or not, that's exactly what I did when I was 20.
1: You never paid anything. So there you go. You never ever paid. So there you
0: go, a kid that failed school. You didn't
1: fail. You chose not to do school.
0: Oh, the words from Ben Dobbin.
1: (laughs) That's the Footy Talk podcast. I love it with Gordy on a (laughs) Wednesday
0: Oh, you didn't okay. realise it was going there. No, I didn't. No, but then – You just take no, it there. No, but that's the thing, right? Because, you play like this dumb – No, mate, because you, you see just, what happened to like Mitchell Moses, like. right? Yeah. Yeah. And you see all these players, and I feel a bit well, sorry because they he's, are the boss. His uncle's they are managing the boss. Him. They pay them the money. Yeah, that's right? right. And at the end, they look bad, and none of the managers, And then none of them have to come out and say, well, this is the negotiations. They don't get any mud slung at them, and they just sit in the, you know, sit in the dark. Well anyway. Not all of them. Anyway, we can that's unpack it. That one that's day. it.
1: We might unpack that on Sunday on the Sinbin. Uh Footy Talk Podcast on Lister. Tomorrow the Journeys are in, looking forward to that. It's a big weekend of footy as we march towards round five of the Telstra Premiership. We'll talk to you next Wednesday.